Welcome to Cricket Only Better, episode 232. I'm Ed Hawkins. Our reports of Baz Ball's death exaggerated. Will we ever see a draw again in Test Match Cricket? And how does that affect the most famous layer of all? We've got England playing India in the fourth Test. The Pakistan Super League, and we've got this man, Paul Krishnamurti of betting.betfair. Hi, Paul. How are you doing? Hi, hi Ed. Good to see you, mate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Old habits die hard. Uh, Richard of sportinglife.com. Richard Mann, of course. How are you doing? Hello, Ed. I'm good. I'm buzzballed out, but we'll go again. Yeah, we're <laughs> going to talk about buzzball. We've got all the best tips and trades across Betfair Exchange and Betfair Sportsbook for that fourth test. We've got Multan versus Lahore in the PSL, Quetta versus Islamabad. We'll talk about the outright in that tournament. Games go, go games going on all the time, of course, so we have that caveat. We've got accompanying team news, pitch reports, trades, players to follow, slash swerve. Let's begin with that PSL outright. Uh, the big news is that Lahore, the holders, have lost their first two, but they remain 3.1 favourites on Betfair. Exchange is Lamabad the next best at 4.3. Quetta, who are two from two, are 4.4. Zalmi, 6.4. And Karachi Kings, 9.2. Already looking pretty raggedy. Um, Richard, you were keen on Lahore. Uh, games going on as we go into production, of course. Have you changed your view uh, from last week's preview show? I still think they're a good team, but obviously off to a terrible start. I don't think they're a good price now. I'm surprised they've not drifted. One thing I will say, I'm speaking to Paul about this today. If you looked at their game in more, the two games in more detail, they've dropped catches, loads of catches, and it's really cost them. I don't actually think the batting and bowling's been that bad at all. They've just dropped catches. If they can sharpen up the field in, I, I definitely think they're a good team. Whether they're the team to beat anymore, uh, I'm not quite so sure, and I don't think the market has caught up yet. So I suspect that staying true to your beliefs is going to be something of a theme for Cricket Only Better 2-3-2, uh, but we'll keep revisiting that. Uh, three more wins from Quetta Paul from their last eight games, and they're in the playoffs. They should be shorter, shouldn't they? No, I'm not convinced. Um, obviously, they have got a good chance of making the playoffs now, especially because Karachi looked really poor. So there's only one team to knock out. But um, you know, I would point out that to beat odds of 4.4, you need to finish in the top two. If you finish third or fourth, you're still a seven to one chance. I still have issues with them. We'll talk about that, I'm sure, in the in the game preview. And I, I'm sticking with really what I said last week. I think that the top three, uh, pedigree size, Lahore, Molson and Islamabad are quite a bit better than the other three. There's quite a clear um, golfing class I backed before it started I backed Lahore and Islamabad obviously terrible start for Lahore it's going to take some coming back I still think they can but lost a bit of confidence and now though I'm very strong on Islamabad and to be honest I mean when we were doing it last week they were the top two and I was really kind of split between them about which one to come first but now that we've got those early results I'm strongly in the Islamabad corner yeah, Islamabad went off 7-2 to two with Sportsbook to win the tournament, which was uh, disappointing, actually. We thought they'd be bigger than that. Uh, did actually have to take it for half a point, but hardly uh, wrong prices galore in this tournament. Anything you've spotted, Richard? Have you chosen a team to follow religiously, um, as is your strategy in franchise tournaments? 
Well, if there's going to be a team, it might well be Keto, as you've just said. I just already noticed a little bit of changing around with the batting order. Um, Kawhi Jennifer, he he started at five, went up to three. Akil's moved about a little bit as well. And I just, I'm still not keen on, on that, that opening pair, as we discussed last week. I think there'll be a, a big price top batsman that lands at some point for Keta this season. Um, I think it's one to follow closely and you might be able to get some real value. A 33 to 1, 40 to 1 shot on a number 7 going up to number 4. I definitely think this is a team for that. Uh, what's happening on runs, lines, Paul? Low 180s in the first few games, creeping up a bit to mid 180s, 185.5, I think, on uh, Monday's game. How are we playing them? Overs. I mean, overs all day long. I mean, I mean, we see this that first of all, those figures. That's pretty much the same as last year, if memory serves. And last year, backing overs paid dividends massively throughout the tournament. And as we said repeatedly, tournament after tournament, the run lines have gone up ten, one sixty is the new one fifty, etc. And when you look historically at all of these grounds, there are virtually no scores under 160. It takes a batting collapse to get down there. Now, these two grounds that we're using at the moment, Lahore and Moulton, they're not the ones for the real biggies. That's Raul Pindi. We wait wait for that one. But still, at one eight, I, I would have a par line at about 195. Kind of the same thing we had at Centurion in the SA20 where the market did for once wise up. But I think it will stay there. I think it will stay around 185 because I, just put, I think that the market is just reluctant to go that high. Yeah, if, if I can just dive in today, just Monday's game at Lahore. I, I played middles, thought it was being really clever and needed a bit of a finish to get to middles. Needed under what one sixty to one eighty. Finished one eight seven. Just just easily surpassed mine. I thought I was being smart playing middles. Didn't think Lahore was the ground for for big runs. Um, just just completely blew that away. Just over over over. Seems to be the way, Paul. Mm, if it is happening at Lahore, it's going to happen. You've got to think it'll happen everywhere because we've got loads and loads of form from Lahore over many years, and it isn't a particularly high scoring ground. Yeah. And yet every game's coming in. And 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 what's the point? They're not proving enough, those scores. On a ground where defenders have an advantage, it's not proving enough. Yeah, Raul Pindi uh, is a good one to revisit your Pakistan Super League preview show on uh, Cricket Only Best 2 3 1. We're pairing Raul Pindi with Peshwar Zalmi's uh, leaky bowling attack. Go and revisit that one as a good strategy coming. Coming up uh, in the next uh, few weeks, uh, let's get a game on. On Wednesday, it's Multan versus Lahore, a repeat of last year's final. Multan likely to be favourites if they go two from two by beating Islamabad, which is on Tuesday as this podcast goes into production. Possible teams for you, Multan, Rizwan, Milan, Hendricks, Iftikhar, Kushtil, Yasir, Willie, Osama, Abbas, Ali and Dahani. Uh, Farhan, Fakhar, Vanderdassen. Uh, this is Lahore Shafiq. Jahandad Raza is into the team after coming over from ILT20. Brathwaite, Afridi, Ralph, Khan and Zaman. Vitsa and Tucker dropped already from Lahore who seem to be unsure of their best lineup. Seven of the last nine first innings at Multan have busted 170 or more. Seven of those have been won by the team batting first. Paul, who wins this game? It's not a game that 
screams bet pre-match, to be honest with you. Um, there's a big toss toss bias again. Um, so you probably want to wait for that. Lahore obviously urges you need to win it. Um, I'm inclined to say I'd make Moulton a slight favourite simply because Lahore started badly. And, you know, as good as they are on paper, they are minus Rashid Khan. And that could be critical. When you win, the name of the game is keeping runs down and you've lost Rashid Khan. You're entitled to decline a bit. Yeah, I've got some pointers coming up on that bowling lineup for Lahore in a bit. Uh, Richard, views on this one? Yeah, I, I would stick with Lahore. I, I, yeah, still, that attack's just just too good to be quiet for too long. I, I, I think they'll come good. Okay, let's have some trades, nuggets, innings runs, perhaps uh, Paul and then Richard, please. Well, I'm just going to build on the runs theory, on a middling theory, because, you know, I generally think I prefer to middle in 50 over cricket. But I think on certain grounds in T20 it can pay. And I think the point here is on um, on this ground, you don't get 210 generally. I'm not saying maybe you will get 210 this time it's going up, but we haven't seen one yet. And you don't get, you get very few under 180s. So what I would look to do is to build middles around that 180 to 210. I wouldn't say do it pre-innings because the odds will be too short. So the way I'd look at it is if... Take the halfway point, 195. If that line or any other goes either odds on like 1.6, say, or odds against 2.8, then take that position and then look to middle out by cashing out when it goes higher. Rich, what you got? Yeah, I thought Moulton uh, to have the highest opening partnership. I just really like the look of Rizwan and Milan. I don't think they'll go particularly quick if you wanted to short runs in the first six overs, but I think they're really solid. Milan made runs in the first game. Uh, Rizwan always makes runs, doesn't he, in this competition. I think they'll be a really solid, if unspectacular opening pair. I think 8 to 11 uh, is the sort of price you'd be looking at, but I think that's fair enough. OK, a couple of pointers on top bat for you uh, as we go into players to follow... Uh, Back as a man yet to win for Lahore has been boosted to 12 to 5 with Sportsbook last time out. Uh, his win percentage now is at 33.3%. So look, he's going to win at some stage um, and it's getting closer. Rizwan, likewise, he might have won by now, but if not, he's winning at 34.5% has been boosted to 11 to 4. So you could, uh, you could get two very reliable bets there if Rizwan hasn't won yet. Uh, and just that point on that Lahore bowling attack that I mentioned earlier, Freedy, Ralph and Zaman all going to be hot tickets for top Lahore bowler, but they're all going to be way too short because they've got win rates respectively of 18.5, 17.8 and 10.7. All this is two-year data on these win rates, so we've got good, decent study periods with these. Uh, Paul, players that you do like? This way, all day long. Um, I mean, whether he's won in... Intermittent beforehand or not, I don't care. Eleven to four is completely too big. Should be seven to four. Um, and to be honest, I'm really not interested in backing a batsman outside the top four in this competition unless that side looks terrible. You look at the numbers; it is nearly always an opener on really top three, really, but maybe four. Yeah, that is a point. There are some fancy prices flitting around on uh, top bats, but we might want to see a bit of wear and tear in some of these surfaces yet. Um, because it's hard to to get with a number six, number seven and lower when um, they're looking so flat. Richard Mann, 
what about you yeah completely agree with that i think that's the key to in any format if you you want to take a dart down the order you need something in it early on um i've been really impressed with jenna had Jahan had uh, and obviously Sakinda Raza came in as well, uh, doing a bit of bowling. So if you wanted those middle order guys, might be worth having a few quid in the man of the match market, much bigger prices. Um, and I mean Raza's gonna bowl as well. And the kind of impact players that might just nick this market, and you you'd probably be looking at more like 16 to 1, 20 to 1. I'm in the Lahore camp anyway, so I think I'll go that way. Right. Stick around to find out if any of those make it into our best bets section which comes at the end of the show don't forget to check out betting.betfair for every psl game previewed there we've had a good start there thanks to win rates including an eight to one winner india versus england in the fourth test still to come but we're sticking with the psl we've got quetta versus islamabad on the thursday that's from lahore 1400 start time we expect islamabad to be in that 1.8 Zero region on Betfair Exchange teams for you. Quetta, Roy, Shaquille, Nafe, Rosso, Safaraz, Rutherford, Akil, Wasim, Haznain, Amir, and Abra. I suspect uh, Wasim, Mohammed Wasim, is one of those uh, lower order players that um, Richard mentioned earlier. Akil as well, another one. Um, Islamabad, Munro, Hells, Shadab, Salman, Haider, Imad, Fahim, Nasim. Mills and obeyed. Your Lahore pitch 20 of the last 28 being won by the side batting first, 18 of those 180 or more. Um, views on this one, please, Richard. I'll really like Islamabad. I think Paul's going to make a strong case for why they could be um worth betting outright. I know, I know he mentioned at the top of the show, he's really keen, and I'm with him. I just think they look a seriously good side. And Hills hasn't fired yet, and I think Nassim Shah was short of a run. But when those two click into gear, I think they're the team to beat. Uh, yeah, Paul, we mentioned Quetta earlier um, being perhaps too short given they've won two games. But when you go through that lineup, it's very difficult to like, isn't it? It is absolutely, yeah. I mean, I think you've got to, you can't overreact to two games. We know that they have been a poor side the last couple of years. They don't look specifically better in any way. And you've got some real negatives in there. I mean, yeah, I know he won again the other day, back at work again. Jason Roy does have a great record in this. But he has looked a player in decline for the last two years. And you've got Riley Rousseau, who's joined them from Sultans. Um, Rousseau was terrible in the SA20, and he's played two innings in this, and he's been pretty 14 and 18, I think he got. Um, so for me, that's a weak side. And then you look at his Lambad, and where's the weakness in that? You know, I think we said last week, you know, the, probably the key to winning this, to doing well in this tournament, is batting deep to have big, powerful finishers at the death. And they've got finishers, they've got versatility. The idea that they've got Shadab Khan at three, normally you would have at seven or eight, and he's incredibly effective at three, speaks volumes. And same would go for him, Adwazim, you know, or Fahim Ashraf at eight. He's a cracking player for having the side. So I don't really see a negative for them. Uh, yeah, if you get that toss bias in Islamabad's favour... Um, and the prices don't shift too much and you're getting around about that 1.8 mark, it could be a bit of a chunky bet territory. Any nuggets before we go to players to follow? Uh, let's go to Richard and then Paul. More Paul's the main, but I just thought Islamabad, if batting first, big finish, real, let's Paul said, deep batting lineup. I think this is the team for some insane, big, powerful late finishes. So two things. One, I've already said uh, Riley Russo in decline. Um, I don't know if there will be a run line on him, 
don't know what's having my number fours, but I'd be very interested in going under there because he's on a downhill trajectory. And just to say, on the runs here, I'm I'm going to be listening carefully to see if we've got a used pitch yet at Lahore because given the early runs, I think the par might rise a little bit. And we know that it isn't a great ground for runs historically, so it might actually be the one time we go against the theory. I actually thought here there could potentially be like 50 for three, 40 for three, and then you play overs because I think you have, I'd have more trust in that um, middle order myself. Not not more trust, but I think they could get them out of a hole, whereas I don't have a lot of faith. Jason Roy dropped again today. I know he made runs, but he, you know, he's put down a sitter at short third man. Um, some of these numbers are, are inflated because the poor fielding, but actually I think that top order is pretty shaky. I'm with Paul. I don't think Southwells has shown a lot either. So, um, yeah. Alrighty. Um, I'll give you some numbers on players to follow. Uh, Munro will dip to around about 25% if he's not copped um, before this podcast comes out. Been getting 7-2 to two, uh, on sports, but for him for top bat for Islamabad. Uh, Shadab, likewise, 28, around about 27.5% with the ball. We've seen 100-30 to 30 with sportsbook if he hasn't won before. Uh, Roy, we've been talking about, and I'm not trolling Paul uh, behind mentioning this statistic because everywhere else he has been on decline, but two year win rate of 46.6%. Um, but he's done so already. I think he is probably one to watch very carefully, be sporadic with Roy. Uh, Hasnane is absolutely rapid, pricey uh, in terms of economy. Two blanks so far, but we've got a study period on him now. He's winning at 27% with the ball. Big negative with him is just so. Costly. He's going to have to win it outright. I think he went for fifty uh, in his last his last game. Uh, Who do you like, Richard, and then Paul? Uh, yeah, well, I'm, I mentioned obviously for Keta Akil and Wasim. They, they went off thirty three to one uh, in the in the, the last last game. Um, even at this early stage of the season, I'd be tempted to have a few quid on them. Shadow Khan, Paul mentioned up to number three, well, brilliantly in the last match as well. Um, I think he's not a bad win this, so he's their best. Best all-round cricket of 15 to 2 in the previous match for man of the match honors. If he's a similar sort of price for this game, I think that's a fair go in the man of the match market. I was just going to say the same for, uh, man of the match, Shadow Khan. It's just rock solid, right? Because you've got two chances. Really is obvious. Um, otherwise, again, stick with the top order. I would be interested in enhanced odds about Hales. If Alex Hales is three to one, that would be very nice. And I think given what I'm saying about Roy and about uh, Russo, you've got to back South Shaquille. South Shaquille looks a solid bet, I think, in that market every game for Quetta. Okay. Best bets come at the end of the show. Don't forget to check out betting.bet for all your PSL stuff uh, in between. Now it's our feature game. It's India versus England in the fourth test from Ranchi starting Friday. India 1.4 in the exchange, 8.6 withdraw, 4.2 to England. Loads to discuss here. We're going to get to the lowdown here, team and your pitch report in a bit, but we need to have a chat about Basball uh, because what happened in the third test, or rather what has happened in the aftermath of the third test, people saying it's failed. Jonathan Agnew, for example, off the BBC saying it's a failure, it's not working. Um, uh, since Basball's began, no side has won more tests than England and no side has a better win-loss ratio. So goodness knows what success looks like our theme on this show is staying true to your beliefs sticking with them 
putting faith in them and putting your money where your mouth is. It's crucial in betting, Richard Mann. Uh, do England abandon baseball? Is it a failure? Discuss. No, I mean, not at all. And, and I think if anyone expects them to abandon it, then, then they're very going to be very mistaken this week. If anything, actually, I think in that second innings when they were blown away, they probably went too much on the defensive, not not defensive, but I think they went into the shells a little bit. And I think you'll come see them come out this week and, and almost double down on their attacking instincts. Look, before this test match, I know he didn't bowl a lot, Ravi Ashwin, be, be, because he had to leave because of a family emergency. But Ashwin was going at, at far and over in this series. Like, that's way more than anyone else has been able to take him at home. They had real good success against him. They got after Judeja at times in the first test, Oli Pope before he was injured. They've done really well until that last innings against against India's spinners. No one else can, can, can do anything when they come over here. So they've had a lot of success. Bumra blew them away in the second test. Um, and I think really another area, England haven't been ruthless enough with a bat, but they haven't been able to take wickets in the first innings as well. Tom Hartley in that first test, it was in the second innings. They're just struggling to break through this strong Indian batting lineup, and that's not Basball's fault. That we just haven't got world class spinners, and we're just getting outskilled by India's brilliant spin attack. And um, they do need to be more ruthless with a bat, but I don't think that's a Basball problem. I think the, the middle order is weak, if anything, but you can't really blame the formula for that. Uh, Paul, England were always going to get a hammering in in India, weren't they? Weren't they? Because India do it to absolutely everybody. So, what's this result? mean for your famed fastball in play strategy are you sticking with it yeah it's working it's working i mean the two separate things is the betting strategy and there's basketball the, the, as a, as an idea first of all so there's two two the key elements to the strategy one is the back both results in play at double the odds and that isn't just a basketball strategy that's a test cricket strategy it's working in most test matches. It has done since we started doing it. In this series, it won in the last game. It won in the first game. I think it paid about 8-13, to 13, the winner. In the one it lost, in test two, you've backed a 6-1 to one loser. So it wasn't particularly expensive. So it's very profitable. It also won in both the New Zealand and South Africa test matches just now. Uh, although I must admit that got a little bit stressful in the second one because we're taking short prices about New Zealand, but it worked. And the other thing is to take the extremes on the runs. And we saw it again the other day, yet again, another 101 chance landed on the runs. Um, and I, I, hands up, I didn't back it, right? But when England were, what were they, 213 for two overnight, roughly, 375 was 1.15 to lay, and 325 was 101 to lay. And it's coming, and it, that's so they've both won. So I don't see that that goes wrong. That that works. The betting strategy works. As for baseball, I mean, I don't know what Agnew's talking about. I, I, that's just ridiculous. I mean, when have England been able to go to India? And wouldn't anyone been able to go to India and do any better than we're doing? Right? I mean, uh, this is the future of cricket. I mean, to my mind, you could pick it apart. You could pick apart individual mistakes. But what they're doing is they're... McCullum has realised that the game has changed, that all the players coming through now are limited overs players, ultra-attacking. It's the way the game's going. Now, I think that end time, either England or other teams will maybe perfect this strategy and maybe be a little bit less reckless. 
But there's no doubt it's worked so far. It's, as you said, it, no one's won more tests since than England since they introduced this. And before that, we were week in, week out, just, you know, totally given up on England. You know, it was a case of like, how how low do we sell their runs? We want about 225, under 225, under 200 everywhere. They've been transformed. So stick with it. And I don't think they'll win this series. I'm, I suspect they probably will go and lose this series 4-1, like we expected they did was at the start, repeat of the last one. But at least they have gone down fighting. And I don't see that playing negatively in India is ever going to work for England. Quite agree. They were competitive um, until that uh, that collapse in first mm. innings, uh, competitive in the first two tests. Uh, let's give you some possible teams for this one. India uh, is as expected. That's the big news because Ashwin come, was coming back into that team after taking um, personal leave during that test match. So he, he should play here. But Jaiswal and Rohit opening the batting. Gil, Patidar, Jadeja, Safaraz, who's tr- terrific on debut, Great to see him finally in uh, India colours, so to speak. Kaldeep, Jarrell, Ashwin, Bumrah and Siraj. England, Crawley, Duckett, Pope, Root, Stokes. And that's where it gets interesting because he's talking about playing as an all-rounder. Going to do some bowling potentially. So that might open uh, the gate for uh, an extra batter, potentially Lawrence coming in. Maybe Anderson coming out, giving him a rest. But Bairstow is going to retain his... Placed by the sound of it because McCullum has backed in. Folks, Hartley, Rahan, be surprised if Mark Wood manages um, to go again. He was heavily strapped before that uh, third test. So Atkinson coming in. And as I said, I said Anderson or Lawrence. Only two tests at Runchy. One draw in a run first in 2017 between India versus Australia. South Africa beaten by an innings in 2019. And it was a 50-50 pace versus spin in terms of wickets in that game. So not an absolute raging turner. Uh, in January, in the Ranji Trophy, the, the pitch was similar, actually, spinning and seaming. So all styles in the game. Um, Richard Mann, talking about retaining faith, do what you do, stick to your methods. And now Stokes is saying he's going to start bowling again. Is this desperate measures? Yeah, it does. It does appear that way, doesn't it? You know, we were told that he wouldn't bowl at all in this series. Uh, yeah, I'd be concerned if that was going to be the case. Look, I think getting a sort of a medium fast bowler back on the bowling again, I don't think that really is England's priority. Then they need their young spinners to do more in the first innings. But look, it's such a t- tough task. They're so inexperienced. They're so outskilled. I think England's only hope, really, in terms of taking twenty wickets, is if they win the toss, manage to put a big. Big score on the board, and then the pitch deteriorates. That's their hope. But if they lose the toss again and a bowling first, it's going to be incredibly hard work for for the spinners. For if Anderson turns out again, for Stokes, for anyone, and um, because because as Paul's just just said, it's just such hard work for away teams winning out here, getting wickets out here. It's a really tough ask. Paul, oh, a word on uh, draw prices in play. Um, great tweet from Mohan Statsman on. X, formerly Twitter, of course, of the last 31 tests since the draw in Ahmedabad in March between India and Australia. There have only been two draws and they were both because of rain. Uh, another tweet for you, at Frog Crunchy. Uh, you've laid the draw for every year since 2008 and per year is well, you're well in profit. But because of the what is happening with the draw price, it's just getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Uh, where are we at in play with this draw price, Paul? Because we don't want to be really laying at four, five, six, do we? 
Well, first thing is, is that in play double the odds, backing both results at double the odds, that really is a derivative of lay the draw, right? I'm in the same boat. I mean, these guys are completely correct. Um, I've been laying the draw for 20 years and 30 years, <laughs> um, really since that great Australia side, you know, just sort of changed the game then with faster run rates. Um, it, it, they're completely right. I mean, really, in all that time, the number of non-rain-affected draws that I can remember being turned over by is really on one hand, maybe two hands, right? They don't happen. Now, obviously, the prices are... Um, are getting bigger. But then what you do is you play St. Aldra. I mean, look at the last game. Look at the last game. Um, before that England collapse, the draw was like three to one. Right? I mean, how can you back late? How could you back a draw three to one with this England side playing baseball? So um, stick with it. Although I would just say that I prefer the, the back in the double the odds results system. If if England win the toss, bat first, make just four hundred say in in uh, what a day in a session, even if they just turn it down, and then India make five hundred in what it'd probably take them closer to to two days. What so? How short would the draw go then? If if you're pretty much level level scores after three days and two two full innings to go, knowing that India are ahead of the game as well, they don't need to push the ball. How short do you think the draw might go? I think I think something stupid like below two to one. Right. Okay. I mean, this is the thing. It's the same thing with rain. You know, um, particularly in England, right? You get a little bit of rain and the draw just crashes. People, it's like it's not just cricket, it's it's every sport I can think of in play, right? Every market comes with politics. It's like people are fixated on what's happening now. There's a recency bias. They see a bit of rain. It's like, oh, no, it's going to rain for three days. Or like the batting's easy. It won't change. But, you know, the nature of all of these sports or situations is this thing change. And that situation you just said, that's exactly what you expect in India, isn't it? You expect two to three days of great batting, right? And then uh, suddenly 150 is a good score, right? Yeah. So, you know, that's the sort of thing. I guess the sort of ex the T Twenty example would be um, when we're talking about those matches in the ILT Twenty pool and in the T Twenty World Cup, where we continuously saw um, massive bias for the chasers, but and the market would generally know that at the toss. But in play, when there were first yeah. innings runs on the board, it would revert. It would revert to type as if that bias wasn't really there. So. We're seeing that we're seeing that recency bias, if you can call yeah. it that, in in the test matches as well. Yeah, it's it's the only thing nature of cricket. It's the absolute, and that, I mean it goes the other way as well. You get sometimes you how many times have we seen games in in T Twenty where team gets an absolutely insane first inning score, like you know two hundred and forty or something, right? And you know you can see it's because one player's hit one hundred and twenty off. 54 balls or something, right? And suddenly, you know, whereas that price pre-match was 25 to 1, this, they're like 3 to 1 on to win the game or something, as if it's assumed the other team will be able to also hit 240. It's just wrong. I mean, you've, you've got to just assume that the market isn't that rational in running. It might, there's a lot of herd mentality going on. Uh, Richard Mann, what happens in this test match? Yeah, I think we'll get a flat pitch here. Um, I think India are ahead of the game now. And I think what they've learned is that they don't need to 
um, produce raging turners to beat England. All that does is it brings England's inferior attack into it. But if they get a flat batting pitch, India know that over the course of five days, their spinners will outskill at ours. Um, and they also know that at the moment, we're not ruthless and patient enough to make big scores, whereas on a flat pitch, India's batsmen will do that. So I think we get a flat pitch, and I suspect over the course of five days, India will prove too strong. What I would say is, the toss is, is crucial. I don't see England being good enough to win against the toss buyers. But if England could win the toss, bat first and bat well, then they've got a chance because, as, as I've said, they have put India's spinners under pressure um, with Basball, and I expect them to continue to do so. But that toss could really do with going their way. Uh, Paul, I'm going to go to players to follow unless you want anything more to add. I completely agree with Rich anyway. Fine. All right. Uh, not much to say here on players to follow. Dearth of value across this series in terms of win rates. Um, I mean, basically, it's players to swerve, really. So, Root, 13% win rate now in two years, which is uh, dreadful. Uh, Pope is winning at 16.6%. We're not going to get anywhere near the odds we want. Um, the big one is Bearstow at 16.6%. We'll probably get bigger than 6 to 1. So, on the win rate rationale, we're probably going to have to play on... Um, uh, Bairstow Rohit is a double here, but there's there's no win rate values with him. Uh, and we're looking at Jaiswell, who's and Safaraz and Patadar, who are new to test cricket. Basically, we've got no study period with these guys, so it's very tricky. Uh, Paul, I'll come to you on Bairstow. Uh, we probably think someone else should get a go, but do we stick to the win rate rationale, give him another chance? I'd rather stick to the form book, really. And I don't think, I think he's probably in decline. He's not in great form. Also, Joe Root isn't in great form. So there might be a bit of value in this market. Um, I mean, look, the two that would strike me as obvious in the first things would be Ben Duckett and Ollie Pope, who are the two form players. Duckett has been really solid in this since he came back into the side and he's lost this market quite a few times despite getting 80 plus. So I would probably go with him. Also, just to say with England, I mean, you, you can't predict it at this stage because we don't know how the match will pan out and the conditions will be. But we saw it again. The big, big value bet was the second innings. Mark Wood, 101. Right? When it went in the second innings where we could get sub 150, you've got to back the tail. Because again, Hartley, Hartley could easily win this mark. He's perfectly capable of folks at a price. Um, on the India side, I'd say very hard to uh, really pick anyone out because they're so solid, so many players in good form. So I think if you're going to do that, if you're going to back an Indian player, back them to make a ton, maybe. And the one that I'd go with is Yashasvi Jaywell, as, as always. Yeah, prices for 50 for a ton, potentially the way to go with Betfair Sportsbook. I can pretty much guarantee if Richard or I were writing an uh, in-play preview for that England final innings, we'd have mentioned Mark Wood. He's the... Chris Wokes of the Ashes series of uh, uh, years gone by. Uh, bets for you, Richard, on players. Yeah, so I, I think both first innings batsmen's markets are quite tricky. India suddenly looks really competitive. But I do want a left-hander to do well because England don't really... Well, they only have Root turning the ball away from the left-handers and that's why Jaiswell and Jadeja have had so much fun. Jadeja's last five innings against England, one off four, 23, 87, two. He was run out then. And then 112 in the last match. 
Hey, look, he's up to five now. I think you're back to Asia to make a 50 and 100. And I think Crawley's interesting in the same markets for England. He's played really well on this tour. Starts in every game, a couple of 70s. He's a two really close LBW decisions go against him. I'm not going to call out DRS or anything like that. They've just been marginal calls on another day. He gets through that and probably makes a score. So I'll put, and he made 100 at Raul Pindi as well last year on a real flat one. I think we forget another flat one here. He could cash in. Crawley to make 50 and 100. Tuldip Yadav, top India bowler for me. He went a four to one in the last match. If I can get fours again, I'll take him over Jadeja and Ashwin. He's got a far superior strike rate, 38 to Jadeja's 58.5 and Ashwin's 51.4. Now, caveat that with the fact that Kuldeep's only played two test matches outside of Asia, but still, I think he's a real genuine wicket taker. Goes off fours, I think I'll. I'll have a few quid on him uh, and agree with what Paul said about Indi- if England's second innings, if it looks like the picture's gone, going to be a low score. You've got to back those two guys, Hartley and Wood. Lovely stuff, marvellous. That wraps up your analysis and your previews. Now it's for the best bets. Both guys have five points each to spend. Paul Krishnamurti, you are first this week. Okay, so I'll have two points on Islamabad United to win the Pakistan Super League. I'll have two points on Mohamed Rizwan, top Moulton bat versus Lahore, and one point Saud Shaquille, top Quetta batsman against Islamabad. Right, okay. Yeah, I'm going to go, uh, I'm going to have a point each on Ravi Jadeja to make a 50 and 100 in the first innings, and a point each on Zach Crawley to make a 50 and 100 in the first innings of the fourth test. And my final point, I'm going to go one point Kuldeep Yadav, top first innings, India bowler in the fourth test. There you go. Make a note of those ones. Thank you for tuning in to Cricket Only Better, episode 232 for Betfair. I've been Ed Hawkins with Richard Mann and Paul Krishnamurti. Don't forget to check out betting.betfair for all your PSL and India versus England analysis. In the meantime, We're back in time for the fifth and final test between India and England, which starts on March the 7th. We'll see you then.